0: You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast with me, your host, Jay Schiffman. On this show, I interview people with lived and learned experiences on the subjects of mental health, substance misuse and recovery and drug use and policy. But occasionally we talk about other subjects as well. Today's Monday Motivation episode is me alone talking about Michael Pollan's new book, your mind on plants and why if you're only going to read one book about Drug use this year, it shouldn't be this one. But first, Kid Mental, let's go. Things ain't always gonna go our way. Yes. You can always win when you choose and some battles yesterday. But today, today is for when you begin. You just run run and run don't worry about what they say. Yes. You always win when you, you, you choose and you can bounce back listen to in June of 2021, I accomplished something that is all too rare for those with lived experience. I told my story and made my call for change from a TED stage. The fact is, our society puts too much emphasis on those with learned experience. You know, the person who spent 20 years researching something. And that's okay, because those voices are incredibly important. They provide the information that the rest of us run with. But we can't minimize the voice of those who've actually lived these experiences. That person doing research can't tell you what it really feels like to go through withdrawals and they shouldn't want to. We need all voices at these tables. So if you're looking for someone who actually has lived these experiences, who can talk about struggling with mental health and substance misuse, who can talk about what it really feels like to go through addiction, who can speak eloquently about the war on drugs from both a learned and lived experience, reach out to me. And if you're looking to create a more complete experience, a roundtable or whole cadre of speakers, I can bring numerous people with me who have experiences that are unlike mine and unlike anything else that you've heard. So reach out to me today and let's create a complete learning experience for your office, your club, your school, or anywhere else, because these voices need to be heard and these lessons can create change today. Reach out and let's all choose our struggle. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review, or check out the review link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Motivation episode of the show. Today I am talking about something that I have been sort of ruminating on for the last week or so. I've had multiple... Listeners and friends uh, reach out to to ask about my thoughts on Michael Pollan's new book, This Is Your Mind on Plants. Um, so I want to say a couple things before I kind of dive into this. Number one, uh, I have read it. <laughs> Number two, I also very much enjoy hearing Michael Pollan speak. I've heard him now everywhere. I mean, he has been everywhere. Number three, I was not even that aware of him before this year um however after doing research i'm now aware of the fact that he has been sort of a celebrated uh writer and, and thinker for for decades so that is um the context that that this is this is coming in so um i did read the book uh get this out of the way i did not enjoy it um i thought it was not that well done it wasn't that it was a bad book it was in my opinion uh a little lazy I think is a good way to say it the first there's three sections one of which is something he wrote 20 something years ago so it's not even new uh the uh, second section was okay and then I didn't read the third section that's how done I was with this book um what really is bothering me though is not the book itself and again I really enjoyed hearing him speak uh He is, he talks about stuff that's tip of the iceberg. And and so I think that's part of my problem, right? Is that people have been texting me, oh my god, this, have you read this new amazing book? Or, you know, even just have you heard about this book that's getting all this focus on drug use? It's not about drug use. It, It isn't. It is not about, it's not a book on drug use. It is a book uh that barely scratches the surface and as i said to actually my dad was one of the multiple people who reached out about this um i have read four or five better books this year alone uh about this topic that do a better job uh and so i wasn't i was disappointed like i was i was so underwhelmed by this book that i was just disappointed reading it And that's the bigger issue here. If someone had said, hey, this is an interesting couple of essays on drug use, I I think I would have actually liked it better. I I I didn't love it, but I would have at least been like, okay, you know, that was worth the read. But what has been bothering me so much is that there's this sort of belief that hearing someone talk about these things is enough, right? And... There is a little bit of truth to that, right? We we get one or two of these a year that get this sort of focus. As a community for drug use, drug policy, we get maybe less than five books a year that get any sort of publicity. Um, most of these... Are not really known outside of the community, right? I mean, I hear about these all the time. Uh, a lot of the people you've heard on this show, um, you know, for every let's say, uh, man, I don't even know who who I would choose to to be in the top cutter. I haven't, you know, interviewed uh, uh, that many people. If I was able to get my, uh, uh, Carl Hart or or. Um, let's say, uh, Johan Harvey, right? That's the level I'm talking about. And those two, even Carl Hart didn't, hasn't gotten that much focus. He kind of had a a brief moment there, but we'll put him in that category to make this easy to understand. Um, and and this year, the two people who kind of got that focus were Carl Hart and, and Michael Pollan you know Carl Hart is worthy of that that adulation his books are incredibly researched he himself is a drug user he is a black man uh all of these things that that Michael Pollan is not um you know but for every one of those Uh, there are 10 to 20 uh, sort of next level down which should be getting that focus that just aren't. You know, you've heard some of the people on this show. Emily Dufton is definitely one of them. She has gotten a lot of love in the community, has gotten a little bit of focus outside of the drug use and drug policy community, but not really, and she deserves way more. John Hudak is the same. He even works for a big organization. His book got a little bit of focus outside of the community, but not like to the level of Michael Pollan. Those are better books. I mean, just flat out, easy to understand. Those are better books. And so what troubles me is, again, if we get one or two of these a year, and I'm talking, you know, Michael Pollan was on uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Carl Hardy hasn't even gotten that, or at least I haven't heard it if he did. Um If we're getting one or two of those a year, it is so disappointing to me that Michael Pollan is the guy. He does not represent us, right? He is the tip of the iceberg. He is the safe intro for the sort of uh, rich white CEO class. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this is a topic that has been very scary for people for a long time. But if that's how low the stakes are I am just not okay with that. I'm just not okay with us being thrown this one book a year that is going to make it uh, into the sort of public consciousness, um, and that book being Michael Pollan's "This Is Your, your Mind on on Plants," because it's not good. It's not a great. It's it, it's a mediocre book at best. It does not deserve to represent us that way. And this is something that I struggle with a lot when it comes to. Uh, talking about drug use when it comes to drug policy, Uh, it kind of came to head during Biden's run for the presidency. If you remember back when uh, Trump kind of uh, pulled an asshole move and sort of made fun of Hunter in the debates. And everybody was so amazed when Joe Biden said, I love my son. And was, oh my god, this is such a great moment. Hell no. Are you fucking kidding me? that is how low our standards are that the the president merely saying I love my son, even though he struggled with addiction is celebratory. You got to be fucking kidding me. I just will not accept that. And that got me a lot of pushback when I said that on social media. And on this show, Uh, that's like the last time that like a bunch of the community came for me was saying that. And I, were, I, I mean, I'm not going to back down from my thoughts on that. If our, if our expectations, if our, uh, if our level of being uh, celebratory is so low that the president of the fucking United States saying that he loves his son despite his battle with addiction is worthy of it, we are hopeless. We are lost. We have no hope. That's not good enough. That is simply not good enough, especially when the person saying that is the guy who authored a lot of these terrible laws that have destroyed the lives of multiple generations now of people of color over drugs, has refused to apologize for that, has in fact the opposite direction said that he was right. (laughs) Those things matter more to me than him saying he loves his son right and also his son's an asshole so so he does not represent us either this is my struggle this is where we are on drug use is that we allow this bar to be set so low that people can clear it by being less than good i mean that that if that biden example doesn't make it clear enough he is in the negatives here, right? I mean, never apologized for writing much of the war on drugs language. Uh, still believes that weed is a gateway drug. He himself is a major reason why multiple generations of black men are still in prison. That's a negative. And we cannot celebrate <laughs> one minor little point. That's just not good enough for me. This is where we are when it comes to talking about drug use and drug policy. So Michael Pollan's book. I, I, you should read it. Uh, don't read it if you're going to read one book this year on drug use. In fact, at the when I, 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 the copy I read was from the library, and at the end of it, I printed out a list of books that you should read instead, and then put my email and said, "Please reach out if you would like better recommendations on this topic, because I am so scared." of being caught in this loop where you know once a year somebody was going to pick up a book about drug use about drug policy and it's going to be Michael Pollan and not only are we not going to move forward but when when you know uh, the 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 depth of the conversation in that book is so minuscule we're actually going to go negative because standing still means you sink so i i am this is what scares me it's not that the book was bad It's that it was not worthy of being our representative this year, right? If you're going to read one book on drug use or drug policy this year, make it Carl Hart, make it Johan Hari who no he is not uh, uh you know he is also a white man but at least he's a drug user himself. At least he did his own research. I mean this this book by Michael Pollan much of it is him talking to other researchers. That's not interesting to me. Why why is that worthy of praise? Where is him getting off his couch and doing it himself? Where is him going into as as Johan Hari did Johan Hari embedded with you know people who sell drugs Johan Hari uh, actually went down and interviewed drug cartel members. That's the level of of research that needs to be celebrated. Not hey, I called up another doctor who told me about his thoughts of working in drug use for twenty years. That's not interesting to me. You know, yes, guys like Gabor Mate are incredible. And by the way, if you're gonna read one this year, check out in the realm of Hungry Ghosts because Gabor Mate actually does his own research. He actually works with drug users. He himself has has had experiences of addiction that is the level that should be celebrated and you know he's reached a little bit of consciousness outside of the community but not to the level of Michael Pollan that's my struggle so the issue here is less the book itself the book is fine it's a collection of essays Um, it's a quick read so if you're going to read multiple this year sure put it 7th 8th ninth, 10th on your list but the fact that you know of the people who've reached out one of whom this is what he does and so we actually had a really good conversation about he he you know like me does drug drug use drug policy all time all all the time that's fine for for guys like us who do this this book is is worthy of your read if you're going to read multiple this year sure put it on your list if you're choosing one book to read on drug use drug policy drug users uh, and this is your choice i'm disappointed because in that in that moment, you're not actually doing your own research. You are simply taking what you've heard on Fresh Air. And by the way, I am have been guilty of this, right? Uh, a, a perfect example: a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I read a book about the Second Amendment. Amendment. It was the one book on drug policy or on on gun policy I read this year. It wasn't good. Um, and the only reason I even checked it out at all was because I heard the author on Fresh Air. Uh, halfway through, I stopped. Uh, It was like I said, it was really a poorly written book, I returned it and I now have a different book on my uh, to read list. So that is what I would challenge you to do. If you look back at your your reading list of this year, and by the way, if you don't actually keep a reading list, I recommend you do it. It's a really good way to kind of know how your year went, know what your interests were this year. Um, obviously, mine is like 75% books about drug policy and Star Wars books, It's same as last year, but – If you look back and you go, wow, I only read this one book on this topic. Let me think for a minute. Let me do some mindfulness. Why did I read that book? Well, it's because it was recommended to me by, let's say, Fresh Air. Remember who's not there. Remember that as much as I love NPR, as much as I love the New York Times, both of those two things uh, I I listen to or read every day, I do, um, they are... (laughs) They are criminally underrepresenting certain communities. If you look at the people who are interviewed on Fresh Air, an NPR period, it is, majority doesn't even cut it when it comes to rich and white. I mean, that's just, that's just, NPR knows their listeners. I, and I say that as a former board member for an NPR station, they know their listeners. Uh, it is just as majority as you think it is, if not more, I've seen the data, uh, and so they appeal to that. And, and, and occasionally, they'll, they'll include sort of what we would call safe alternatives. But they're not out there talking to or representing some of these incredible books that I read and, and, and some of the, the amazing people that I've had on the show. Same thing with the New York Times, you know. Again, I love the Times, but as as uh, you're wrong about sometimes jokes, it's almost like they pretend they're babies in in the name of of um, journalistic integrity, where it's they will willfully ignore certain things that we all know to be true just because somebody claims it's not true, and, and in doing so, they underrepresent certain communities. Again, they know their their audience, so. If your represent if your your recommendations are only coming from those places on certain topics, know that you are missing a lot of voices. Know that you are not actually hearing, in many cases, the truth. Michael Pollan's book has very little truth in it. You know, these are there's ideas. There is his own truth, there is a researched truth, but Michael Pollan isn't out there talking to a lot of drug users. He's not on the street in Baltimore like Johan Hari. He isn't, um, like David Poses, who's who's coming on the show in a couple of weeks, uh, writing about his own experience uh, with, with misusing heroin, which was one of the best books, books period, that I've read this year, probably the best uh, uh, book about drugs I've read this year. You're going to hear me gush all about it in a couple of weeks when he and I are, chat for this the show, um, but his book, The Weight of the Weight of Air, is is one of the best books you will read, uh, and, and and I say that as a guy who reads a lot of books. I was so blown away by this. David's not on the New, in the pages of the New York Times. David's not on Fresh Air with with, with Terry Gross because it's too real. Uh, that's just the only way to put it. It is too real for those places. It is too much a poke at this nice little bubble that these places kind of present for us. So. Again, just know, if you're reading Michael Pollan's book, you are are getting a very small glimpse into this world, and it would be the equivalent of re- uh, uh, reading a book by somebody whose grandmother had cancer. And so then they talked to one cancer doctor and thinking that you understood cancer. And no one would ever say that because we understand that about cancer. And yet, I've had a couple people be like, wow, I learned so much from this book. And I, I got to tell you, that scares the crap out of me. Because uh it, again it's not that there were untruths in there uh, there just wasn't a lot of truths period uh this was very surface level this was very academic this was not a real book so i just i i i i this is a little ranty but my point here is to be conscious of What you are being uh, shown, right, and know that there's a reason that this one got all of this focus, Uh, and 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 like I said, I've I enjoy Michael Pollan when I hear him. He's a very thoughtful and interesting guy. The book was only mediocre, but know that he is seen as safe he is not gonna rock the boat too much you know he might uh oh tip it a little bit he suggested at one point we should all grow poppies and I like that idea i I did I, I was like huh I could look into that that is a sort of uh shaking the boat but he is not going to upend it the way that we need to on this topic and that's what scares me so reach out I would love to hear from you if you read it and you liked it um I want to talk to you. If you read it, you liked it, and you went okay. My interest is peaked, I want to read <laughs> some real books. I want to go deeper on this topic. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. I have. I'm looking at them as I record this. Uh, literally three shelves full of drug uh, books about drug policy, uh, drug use. Um, how about the new Jim Crow? Right off the bat, if you have not read that, read the new Jim Crow. Uh, that is, <laughs> that is so far above Michael Pollan uh, that Michelle Alexander is going to squash him with her her feet. Um, So so check that one out. Uh, Check out, you know, uh, even something like Dreamland or Dope Sick, which are books from a couple years ago, which are not perfect by any means. uh, But they sort of do what Michael Pollan tries to do, but better. Um, (laughs) Check these out and reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Choose your struggle.